3: rings postgame show breaking down everything patriots with nick fitzy stevens and andy hart the six rings postgame show is co-sponsored by zutty build any application your company needs in one week visit zudy.com for your free trial By New England Recovery Center in Westboro, where recovery is possible. By your local New England Kubota tractor dealers. By Northeast Electrical, where pros need pros at needco.com. By Catches Law Group, the personal injury pros at catcheslaw.com. And by Anderson Windows and your local Anderson Windows dealer. Now, here's Fitzy and Hart on
4: WEEI. Ladies and gentlemen, on Monday Night Football on ESPN, what you have just witnessed was a 6-6 football team playing a 4-8 football team. The 6-6 football team was a little bit better than the 4-8 football team, which also happened to lose their all-world quarterback. Three plays into the game, MVP of the night, one of many for the Patriots, the turf monster, sadly, at State Farm Stadium. Four games now played by the New England Patriots out west at State Farm Stadium. Three of them incredibly memorable. One, an epic and tragic defeat. Two, shall we say victorious? Well, now three victorious. One of them tonight, minorly forgettable, but still a necessary win for the New England Patriots to get back on track, build a little confidence, perhaps answer a couple of questions about the team, the roster, and their future, and... I won't say resecure their playoff footing, but at least get them back into the AFC playoff picture. Hello, Foxborough fans and Patriots, pals. This is the Six Rings postgame show live on WEEI and the WEEI Sports Radio Network. We're with you till 2 a.m. tonight, your old pals Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Jumbo Hart. You can give us a call anytime at 617-779-7937. That's the telephone number. 37937 is the text line, and of course, the socials at WEEI, at Six Rings Pod, at Fitzy GFY, and at Jumbo Hart. It was you, Dr. Hart, who people actually trolled you as uh, back during the heyday of our previous Saturday radio show, as Dr. Hart, Dr. Hart, uh, who initially diagnosed the Kyler Murray injury on his third play from scrimmage tonight. As he scrambled for a first down, the turf monster getting the best of his knee ligament, a tweet from an ESPN reporter in Arizona confirming what we all believe, that the Cardinals believe, MRI standing tomorrow, that it'll be an eventuality, that he did, in fact, likely tear his ACL in his right leg on that play. You hate to see it. Prayers up. Awful play. But the complexion, the outcome, everything about tonight's game was changed in one play, and while Colt McCoy was game at times, Everyone seemed on the Arizona side of the ball, Andy, to press, to try a little too hard. They made mistakes. They left, they left uh, opportunities on the field time and again, as did the Patriots as well. Hardly the get-right game, uh, dare I say, that we were looking for, but a game where they did just enough right, or at least at times just enough not wrong to get the win, get back on track, push them to 7-6, and six, and back into the seventh seed.
1: Yeah, I thought the the Cardinals made the biggest mistakes. The Patriots made the biggest plays, and that combination gave you the victory. Although, uh, yes, I appreciate the, you pointing out that at eight nineteen p.m. I texted you and said three simple words: torn ACL, victory. I was right <laughs> on both accounts: yep. torn ACL and victory. And I'm not making light of the injury. It was just nope. it was classic. It was it was Julian Edelman. It was that cut, and you see the knee, and he just. Goes it? It's just, and I know players are big into the turf these days. Well, that's a, that's a natural surface there. Um, it just happens with these athletes in space, and it's unfortunate. And you saw it right away with Matthew Judon calling for the trainers. I think he knew right away. He was the guy downfield that Murray yep. went, kind of collapsed in front of. But from a Patriots perspective, you needed to get a win. This was a must-win situation. You found a way to get it done. You were in a dogfight even with Colt McCoy. Now, thankfully, DeAndre Hopkins got a little loose with the football. Raquan McMillan was in the right place at the right time for a uh, 23-yard fumble return for a touchdown that kind of opened up. visit things to the up.
4: scoop and score, huh?
1: But you made plays. You made – give Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris credit. They stepped up. You were getting – you were fighting injuries too. You came in without mm-hmm. your best receiver, your best cornerback, and one of your best running backs and immediately added to that list at those positions. Devontae Parker goes out. Ramondre Stevenson goes out. Jack Jones goes out and yet you found a way to make the plays you needed to win on the road so uh, give them credit it's a huge win get to seven and six get the number seven seed oh my god get out of the basement for the here and for the now due to the tiebreaker with the jets
4: so they're back out of the basement and listen hey the dolphins had the dolphins got a sneaky preview of what it's like in the basement and they may want to take a visit down there some sign sometime soon too so I, I don't want to – it wasn't pretty. I mean, Troy, I give Troy Aikman credit.
1: I know sometimes people think that uh, the NFL wants its broadcasters to whitewash the product. Troy Aikman said a lot of bad offensive football, not just here but around the NFL, and I'm not sure how it's going to get fixed before the end of the season. I agree. That was two bad offenses with the penalties and the illegal shifts and motions and play calling, drop balls. It was, it was ugly at times, but it was an ugly win for the Patriots, and that's all that really matters because you now have a winning
4: record. Tonight, in the words of our pal Lou Merloni, it was just suck a little, or perhaps maybe you try to suck a little bit less. And the New England Patriots were able to do just that because the Arizona Cardinals, again, the entire tenor of the game changes drastically when you're starting quarterback who everything on offense runs through because he is easily the most physically gifted player on your offense, if not on offense on both sides of the field tonight. When Kyler Murray goes down, you basically just have to take the entire game plan, tear it up, start from scratch on the fly with a veteran pocket passer who can move adequately in Colt McCoy. But you're right. The Patriots, the game was almost over at that point. The Pats just had to find a way. And they're very capable of it because we've talked time and again about how the New England Patriots seem interested in playing a doubleheader every time they have a single game by trying to play their opponent and beat themselves at the same time. And they were tempted a few times tonight. Yep. Uh, there were some early bad plays by Mac. There was some horrendous offensive line play. Yep. Uh, three penalties pre-snap, if I'm not mistaken, in the first half alone. An interception off a tip ball. Sort of a strip pick, if you will. But in the end, they were the slightly better team. As is pointed out on Twitter, and Twitter had itself a field day of an evening with this game because, oh, but there was so much meat on the proverbial online bone, Andy. Uh, at Dakota Happis, our old pal Dakota and Brains. She points out, just stating the, the Mac Jones hashtag Patriots have beaten Mitch Trubisky, Zach Wilson twice, Sam Ellinger, Zach Wilson, Colt McCoy. It's not exactly a murderer's row of who's who's that uh, Mac Jones nope. has beaten to get his victories this year. I mean, we still lack that signature win. There still is not that holy smokes, I can't believe the Patriots were down 13, came back and won that game. There still hasn't been that, wow, that Mac Jones play is going to be on come on, man, or top 10 throws of the year kind of play. And I wonder at this point if we're even going to get it. Uh,
1: n- no. and I, I, Well, actually, depends on where you think the Patriots are going. If you think the Patriots are going to the postseason, then you're going to have to get it, right? Because you have the games against the Dolphins, the and the Bills coming up. If you think you're going to be a playoff team, you're going to have to beat some of those teams, at least one of those teams. Now, mm-hmm. I don't think you can get, I mean, the Raiders are going to be a signature win. I guess it depends how the game sort of plays out, maybe, because they do have offensive firepower and potential on that side of the ball. Um, but no one, you know, no. we as, as media members and analysts like to keep track of all these cute little things. Oh, how many playoff teams have you beaten? And, you know, what's your best win? And what's this? What's that? All yeah, that matters kind of is the record no? but it isn't. It's important Wait, to us What beating playoff teams, Te- you know, iron, it's not sharpening important to iron, them,
4: testing yourself against the, nope. the better of the league.
1: You can p- play the softest schedule in the world. And if it says you're one of the top seven teams, you get to go to the playoffs. Then you have to beat a playoff team. There's no rule that says you have to beat a playoff team to get into the playoffs. You just have to beat one once you're in the playoffs. Like we, well, it's not a prerequisite. They don't
4: check your resume right. or they don't. So, you know, So
1: what does it matter? What well, does it, what,
4: how it to, to the degree it matters is what kind of team you are, what kind of belief people have in you, and what kind of yeah. I don't think they're very good, and I don't think well, they're going to be in the playoffs, so it doesn't and matter. Andy hard. I can't believe I'm hearing this from you of all people. The 2019 New England Patriots, and and I'll dare bust out a word that you love to bandy about and throw my way like a grenade in an empty room, time and again. Frauds. How about the 2019 New England Patriots? Battered, injured, and bruised as they were, as they made their way into the playoffs, a home Saturday night, rainy January wild card game in what was Tom Brady's final game, perhaps for now, in a Patriots uniform, they had they couldn't even stay on the field. Like they lost. That was the final game of Brady's career. Right, because they, they lost that game,
1: they didn't lose that game because but they because lost. Because they the couldn't beat the a
4: playoff team.
1: Yeah, that day in the playoffs, <laughs> we just make too much of these these things, in my opinion, because I think. It's the era we live in where it's all about stats and notes and tweets and this and that. Now, I don't think they're a very good team. I don't think they're going to even make the playoffs, so I don't think this will matter. We're not going to be talking about, oh, their medal hasn't been tested. No, it won't matter because they'll be going into the, the offseason because I agree with, um, with Troy Aikman. Like, mm-hmm. You know what this game looked like to me? I, I actually texted somebody in the middle of the game. It looked like a game with two bad offenses led by backup quarterbacks dueling it out. That's okay for the Cardinals because it really was their backup quarterback. That the fact that the Patriots look like a bad offense with a backup quarterback is not good for them, and no. they continue to struggle. They continue to just look dysfunctional at times. Mac showing his frustration once again, screaming on the field. Mac having issues getting the play call in from Matt Patricia. They had that one back to back where it went delay of game and then illegal shift where Stevenson and Bourne shifted. I mean. You can't look more poorly coached than that. Back-to-back plays, delay of game, and then two of your better offensive athletes are in motion for an illegal shift at the same time. That's that's kind of embarrassingly bad right there.
4: Again, uh, you know, I feel like I need to put... There's a lot of different jars. I need to put a quarter, a nickel, a dime, or a dollar in throughout the course of this 2022 Patriots season, but I'll put another dollar in the donation jar for the uh, overused... Line at this point. Hmm. It's almost like the Patriots don't have a offensive line coach or their offensive line coach (laughs) is pulling double duty and can't pay enough attention to the line or this is his first year coaching offensive line, because guess what? All three statements apply. I mean, the offensive line tonight, again, bad. The offensive line was not good tonight. Not no led by Trent even at their best. They were they were serviceable. They were adequate at times. They got just enough done so the Patriots were able to, you know, complete a few passes, that beautiful seed down the middle to Hunter Henry that set up the Pierre Strong Jr. touchdown. But holy smokes. I mean, the offensive, like, there were just, there were some plays where Cardinals defenders were able to just run in freely. I know Matt Judon got a sack on one of those as well, and the Cardinals have a horrible offensive line. But there were times tonight where it was just ghastly. Like, who's coaching them? Who's telling them what to do? The the pass protections, the run blocking was pretty darn good tonight, but the pass protections were ghastly, just terrible.
1: Yeah. The line was not good. Started with Trent Brown with the, the false start on, I think, the first third down play. Um, and he, again, had times where he looked kind of lethargic, disinterested. I don't I don't really know the words I want to use for it, but not good. Not like a dominating, flexing over the pile. Remember when we were excited about that against Cleveland? He was flexing over the pile, and he seemed so Remember engaged. those good old days, too? Where the hell has that Trent Brown gone? But, um, yeah, and the rest of the line just wasn't very good. Um, But, again, same issue for the Cardinals. That's why I say it was kind of, this was equal. I know the records are now, so what, the Cardinals are a four-win team and the Patriots are a seven-win team, so there's a three-game differential there. I think these teams are pretty close to each other. They have some stars. They have some talent. They don't play like overly well-coached football teams. They don't execute very cleanly, and... They're not necessarily contenders. Certainly the Cardinals aren't a contender, and the Patriots are probably a pretender as well.
4: Uh, So just, again, just coming to you from the wide world of socials where people shared a lot of different thoughts, statisticals and more, a lot of in-game chatter and things that are worth representing uh, here on the Six Rings postgame show. Warren Sharp, pretty decent football mind. Um, 44% of Mac Jones' attempts tonight were at or behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, The highest rate short of the line of scrimmage in the NFL this year, Andy, that would be 22%. So tonight alone, the New England Patriots were double the National Football League's highest rate short of the line of scrimmage this season. Uh, And 60% of his third down attempts were at or behind the line of scrimmage as well. So if y'all thought the the, um, quick game blanking sucks was going to get Matt Patricia to go downfield to the flat or elsewhere more often, uh, sorry, you can please collect your booby prize on the way out. We have some lovely parting gifts, but you were wrong because the Patriots continue to, and I'm not sure, Andy, if it's playing into Vance Joseph's hands with the whole idea of it looks like a defensive coordinator calling plays. Is he only comfortable doing that? Does he believe that's Mac and his offensive talent's best traits? Or is he, and this is kind of what I'm starting to believe, shielding the offensive line that he's not doing a great job coaching? That was uh, certainly the tale that the broadcast
1: crew was trying to sell us, that Correct. a lot of this is, is due to them trying to piece together the offensive line, protect those guys, and, and there may be some truth to that, but that's, that's a weak excuse for the overall execution of the offense and how inept it has been, because throwing the ball short isn't the only problem this offense has had. Mm-hmm. Like, they went crazy in the screen game tonight. Okay, that's great. Good, good for you. Um, but the the inefficiencies of the offense that we've talked about a lot in recent weeks and the route running, the inconsistencies. Now, they hit some of the big plays they needed, like they got the, mm-hmm. the Hunter Henry play they needed to set up a, a Ooh, late touchdown. Yep. So, you know, they're starting to show little signs. I actually saw an, an interesting note from the Patriots Hall that um, when Mac Jones threw his interception when he was hit and mm-hmm. it was uh, sort of punted up in the air an easy pick he had gone 161 pass attempts without a pick was the longest active streak in the National Football League so Mac is taking better care of the football than he had early in the year I think that's a step positive the thing that alarms me is you still see a lot of these and I've been talking about this literally since the first week of training camp these max scrambling around broken plays like and he's starting to make good on some of them he had like one completion to Bourne on the sideline then one of them brown got called for illegal man downfield things there's just too many of those ugly schoolyard high school backyard whatever you want to call it plays and i think that was troy aikman's point is this is mid-december like It shouldn't look like this at this point in the season. It's not August 1st anymore. It's Mm mid-December. So that is most alarming for me because I actually think Mac is kind of doing a good job fighting the good fight these days. He got over the – remember when I believed he was broken midway through the season? I feel like he's come out the other side of that and – is, is fighting the good fight, is standing up, is, you know, the the Rocky thing. You no, know, how, how you get knocked down is if you get up, that kind of thing. Uh, I think he's gotten up, and he's still fighting. <laughs> what, you didn't like that? President. It wasn't bad for midnight. I've been sick. There's a lot going on in me right now. Leave me alone.
4: <laughs> 617-779-7937. If you would like to call in and weigh in on tonight's Patriots game, a 27-13 victory in the desert, or offer up, your best Rocky Balboa impersonation. It
1: won't be better than in, that
4: one, I promise. And how it applies to uh, Mac Jones picking himself up off the mat, getting back into action for the Patriots uh, in victory tonight. Uh, no, I'm I'm with you. I th- I don't think Mac is playing that poorly. I saw a lot of the calls for Zappy. The oh yeah, tell me it's a Matt Patricia or tell me it's a scheme or a talent issue i'll gladly is. reply to all those people and tell them yes yeah. it is as a matter of yes, fact yes, that's exactly is. what it is
1: glad we're glad we're on the same wavelength good oh 100
4: percent hive mind on that mac john like the, all you need to do is see some of the passes he made tonight dart that he throws to kendrick bourne on the sideline to keep uh a drive alive and in bounds. um uh, there's that the pass to hunter henry as well um Actually, he threw a nice one to Taekwon Thornton, where Taekwon Thornton just didn't watch his uh, no foot discipline. He kind of dragged his foot out of bounds. That would have been a big game. That them was on terrible a drive in the third quarter. Um, he he, by and large, he looked good. The pocket collapsed on him. I, he almost rolled himself. He still does have that odd tendency. Correct me if you're uh, tell me if you disagree. But do you think he still has that weird tendency sometimes to roll himself into protection issues, like the protections breaking down on one side, be it blindside. Uh, or you know to his, to to his visible side, and he doesn't sort of feel it the way a Brady or a pocket master does. He sort of like sometimes tries to roll out, get away, and runs himself into some protection issues. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and he still I still does that a
1: little too much for my liking. Because I still think he's uncomfortable. I still think he freaks out a little bit. I wouldn't be comfortable in there either. In general,
4: or because of the offense they're calling, the way things are schemed up, and the fact that he's not comfortable with it.
1: Um, kind of all of that because okay. of what has taken place between the months of August and December. Like so I think, he's
4: not broken anymore. No, but, but he still has still a, little, a little scrambled.
1: Yeah, he's still he's still a little uh, punch drunk. He's still a little shy. He's still a thinks road that weary. That. Yeah, a little bit. The sea legs is still moving lag. a little bit on. It. Yeah. You um, got
4: Matt lag. We'll call it
1: mat we'll lag. <laughs> yeah, he, I, I think he still does. And um, one of the interesting photos, you see our friend Zach Cox from Nesson with the uh, post game embrace between Matt Patricia and Vance Joseph and a uh, mm-hmm. poop eating grin on it the. It seems
4: as though they were pleasant at midfield.
1: Well, yeah, because I, I don't think Vance Joseph really meant anything by it. I actually think Vance Joseph could go to midfield tonight and say, see, I told you so. You you threw the ball short again. Conservative. Like, it's the same offense I said. I I didn't mean anything by it kind of thing. Right?
4: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, like, he could have gone to him at midfield. And I think they were even discussing it during the broadcast tonight, how they believed that that line was not offered as a slight a criticism, a troll job, or a barb this week. It was just an observation, like, I call defense. If I was running a defense right now, if, excuse me, if I was calling an offense right now, this is probably how I would call it as well. This is how my defensive mind works in trying to um, imagine how you would matriculate or advance the ball down the field. So I, I didn't, you know, I th- we all tried to make more of it because, you know, we're looking for storylines. Well, to he did smirk. But, there yeah, was a little I, smirk a little spark, when he little delivered. A little, little bolt and board action, but like it wasn't that bad.
1: No, it was not that big a deal. And I think you could have said the same thing of, let's just say that um, an offensive line coach got promoted to play caller. He could have said, that, you know, it almost looks like you'd expect an offensive line coach to call a game. Conservative, like, I, I just, a little too much was made of it. But whatever, we can move on to the, uh, the game because in, in ways, this was a really interesting game. Actually, you know what? If this were a preseason game, it would be super interesting. We'd it would be talking have been about, by
4: far the most interesting preseason game because what an absolute snooze the preseason was this year.
1: Well, and you had rookie, rookie, rookie making big plays. Pierre Strong, Kevin Harris, and Marcus Jones all mm-hmm. making big plays. Marcus Jones needs like three days off. The guy never left the field. I thought this was Andy Hart in high school. Like This, this is not how football is all supposed right, to be played the at flex. the professional level. It's high school football. That's how you play it. You play all three phases.
4: You, you play. All, I get it. You play all three phases. Well, by the way, Marcus Jones, if we're going to start working the Marcus Jones side of the street, um, in addition to the fact that they should probably just give him off until Friday before they yeah. play the Raiders Sunday at 4.05 Eastern from Allegiant Stadium, he's quickly working his way into the might-be-the-most-talented-player-on-the-team most, the most talented player on the team conversation.
1: Uh, he's up there. I. It, the funny thing is, you know what I think needs the most work?
4: His coverage. Uh, Me me getting in and out of breaks on the postgame show. Are you screwing it up? Are we behind already? No, I'm not. You just always love to bust my chops about that. I do. But no,
1: I I actually think the thing that looks uh, the the roughest right now is some of his actual coverage, his intermediate coverage, where he gets lost a little bit. He's a Mm -hmm. step or two out of position because his tackling, great. His running with the football, whether it's on offense or on special teams, is great. The hit he laid on uh, Trey McBride, Ooh, which a man
4: was like eight inches taller and sixty yes, pounds heavier, dropped. Got to be twice his him. size,
1: yeah, twice his size, and he knocked him down. Great catch, by the way, by McBride yep. too to hold on to the football. But yeah. yeah, like that was that was an Iron Man performance by Marcus Jones because they they were dealing with a lot of injuries. There's a lot of guys. Thornton even, even though Thornton didn't have a great game, he had to step up and take a lot of reps that I don't think uh, he Mm -hmm. otherwise would have had if Parker were still in there and Myers were still out there. So give the uh, give the rookie class uh, at least an A for effort and being out there and trying to
4: do their jobs. We'll catch a break right now because David Andrews has spoken. Josh Uche is at the podium right now as well. Uh, When we come back in just a few minutes, hopefully we will be there in time for Coach Bill Belichick. Uh, Patriots quarterback Mac Jones, and we will bring you the best of any other locker room or podium audio in victory. Patriots 27, Cardinals 13 from State Farm Stadium in the desert. And Andy, to your point, this is from Jeff Howe an hour ago. Marcus Jones through three quarters, a catch for 12 yards, an interception for 18 yards, two kick returns for 47 yards, seven tackles, six solo, two passes defensed, and a partridge in a pear tree. Damn, have a night, Marcus (laughs) Jones. What hell of a pick. You got Fitzy, you got Hart, we got you here on the Six Rings postgame show till 2 a.m. 617-779-7937 is the number. Your calls, Bill Belichick, Mac Jones, and more on the other side just after midnight here on WEI.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.
3: back to the Six Rings postgame show on WEEI.
4: Just at the midnight hour here on the Six Rings postgame show Patriots 27 Cardinals 13 a game where the Patriots were definitely the better of the two teams at times were trending in the wrong direction but but ultimately I would dare say Andy played like the team that wanted to win the game more or at least lose it less the uh, The lesser of two evils in a game that was sloppy at times, imperfect, and injury-riddled for both sides. Just read a nice update, uh, I believe, from Chris Mason where Jack Jones said that he believes he just has a bruised knee and he should be fine. And considering the depth in the secondary, Devin McCourty getting a little bit dinged up as well. That could be, uh, with Jalen Mills missing tonight's game as well, that could be very important for the Patriots as they head towards Sunday's matchup with uh, the Raiders. Out at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, Before we get to the coach, the quarterback, and more, Andy, would you like to take a call and hear from the Pats fans, the voice of the people watching tonight's game? I very much would because I'd like to see how this win is received by the fan base. Uh, Same here. Same, same, same. I would like to hear how this game is resonating throughout the halls of Pats Nation and around the world. Uh, don't forget, we are broadcasting from our best yet brand studio here on the Six Springs Post Game Show. And of course, as always, we are brought to you by Zudi. Build any app your company needs in a week. Visit Zudi, that's Z U D Y dot com, for your free trial. To the phones we go, 617 779 7937. Keith, no, not Richard of hmm? the Midday Show and soon to be evenings. Richard Keith is in the car. He wants to talk MVPs and LVPs from tonight's game. Hello, Keith. How are we doing, guys? We're up talking ball, man, and the Patriots won. Life ain't bad.
6: Life ain't bad. I'll tell you this. You guys know I usually have a little bit of a negative attitude, but I got to say. <laughs> oh, it's, for, uh, it's our guy. You know, yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. I'm here. MVPs, LVPs, I'm going to start with the MVPs. You know, Marcus Jones, what a four-down player. I don't, I don't think we've had a four-down player like this in years. Maybe since Devin McCourty was drafted in the first round, supposed to be a cornerback, you know, went to safety, whatever. But, hey, Marcus Jones making an impact on the game. Josh Ushi and uh, Judon both looked great tonight. Mm -hmm. The, uh, you know, LVPs, I'm going to go straight to it. I got to tell you. An MVP is Bill Belichick as a GM tonight because Pierre Strong you know all the rookies; they all looked great. Thornton, uh, Kevin what's the Harris, other running back name Joe Yeah, yeah, whoever. Kevin Harris. Yeah, he looked great. <laughs> uh, running backs are a dime a dozen, but you know they all looked good tonight. LVPS. This coaching staff is awful, and the offensive line is even worse. And I can't take it. Like. You know we won. I'm high. I'm, I'm ready to go. You know we got the we got the Raiders coming up. We gotta go three and we, we gotta go three and one to end it. The Bengals are gonna be a tough game on Christmas Eve, but maybe the Bills wrap up the conference and we got, you know a layup there. Tua looked like crap last night. He can't throw over the middle. The linebackers just have to drop back, and we'll be all set. So you know I, I'm riding high, but in the end, this team you know it still sinks.
4: All right, boys. <laughs> my favorite. How nice to start with my favorite car, But, you know, in the end, it still stinks. Keith is the best. Thank you for calling in, Keith, and helping us start the caller portion of the Six Rings postgame show off on a high and honest note. Um, yeah, you know, running back's a dime a dozen. I got to tell you, tonight, it was nice to see uh, a little 2012 Ridley and Vereen flash from Kevin Harris, who did – who I honestly, like, just put a – Add a one to his jersey number and you get another Harris where in thirty instead of thirty-six, thirty-seven, some big bad angry runs from him. He was bound to determine on those three carries that he got thirty-two yards, ultimately ending in a touchdown, to make his way into the six-point house. And that and that uh delayed draw wide left to Pierre Strong. Finally, nice to see the burners and the Jets get turned on, huh, Andy?
1: Yeah, this this is showing you the the potential these guys have. I think you also see they're a little raw there was a blitz pickup that I think Kevin Harris was sort of out of position on but they they both have the ability to run with the football they're both athletes Mm -hmm. you have a power runner and a speed-based runner they have that ability if they can settle into the other aspects and we always know in New England it usually Mm -hmm. takes a year they they force you to to learn all the intricacies of playing Mm -hmm. the position before they put you out there with regularity but it was nice to see a little taste of those guys. And, and, again, all the rookies. I mean, you, Thornton was out there all night. I know the line wasn't good, but Cole Strange was out there. All, like, the bulk of your rookie mm-hmm. class, not Zappy, even if some people may have wanted to see Zappy, um, was out there. So, um, yeah, the GM, I guess, gets a little credit because the young guys made plays in this game. Uh, interesting, just real quick the- on the Jack Jones thing. Sure, go ahead. It's great that he says it's just a bruise, but... If it's just a bruise and he kind of laughs it off, how come he? What they they kind of needed him out there. They were they're thin at cornerback.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm just we'll see how that plays out over the next week or so.
4: Oh, there's no guarantee. It's not Doctor Jones, you know. Uh, hey, yeah, he's uh, no Doctor oh, Hart. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's not going to get a chance to just like self-diagnose and be. Like, hey are you good? Yeah, it's probably just a bruise. Okay, we'll take you at your word. That's fine. Get out there against uh, Devontae Adams next Sunday. Right, like, right. That's not, obviously not the, how that's going to work. But for him to say. It's feel, yeah, you know, Christian Barmore was trending towards being fine and making his way back on the field. Next, you know, he's put on IR and missed haven't him for four seen weeks. him since. <laughs> we, by the way, yeah, we haven't seen him in a long. We haven't seen him since the Cleveland game. I don't believe, which is also the last time the rookies all basically played and were on display and made positive contributions like they did tonight in victory as well. Uh, Andy, when is Barmore expected to come off IR or eligible to be activated?
1: Uh, I believe he is now.
4: I think he might be able to be back for the Raiders game. Yeah, because Bill
1: was asked. I think Bill was even asked if they planned on him traveling with them last week. Mm -hmm. He was definitely asked about him and left the door open. I wouldn't say was overly optimistic, but left the door open. Um, Because he would be a nice addition Mm -hmm. down the stretch. As you you go to face some pretty damn good offenses for each of your final four games, the more uh, bullets you can have in that gun because... You didn't need them tonight. The The pass rush was great all game. They didn't actually start to...
4: Uh, Andy, Coach Bill Belichick is taking to the podium.
7: Well, it was, uh, it was a good, good night for us um, tonight. Uh, really proud of the way the team handled themselves. Um, long week. Um, you know, a long trip out here. I thought they were really focused, um, you know, yesterday and certainly this morning, you know, our walkthrough. And... Um you know, things like that. Had had good energy for the game. Um you know, the Cardinals are pretty good in the kicking game. Um, one of the better teams we've faced. I thought our guys really, you know, battled them there. And um you know, made enough plays offensively and defensively to win. And uh it's an explosive offensive group. Um you know, tough to see a, a player like Murray get hurt. Um uh, I hope he's okay. Uh but you know, it's still just a lot of good players on the field. Um, you know, proud of the way our defense hung in there. You know, made some big made some big stops, big turnover, obviously, with Kyle and uh, McMillan. And uh, you know, offensively, um, you know, played better. Um, you know, a tough break on the interception. Matt got his arm hit, but um, I thought we we did some things better. Still got a long way to go. Had some young players step up and uh, make some you know significant plays in the game. So. It's good to get contributions from everybody. And short week here of Vegas, and we'll just kind of keep grinding, and try to be ready to go on Sunday.
8: Coach, I want to bring up your draft class because your draft class has been outstanding this year. The rookies stepping up and producing. Are you pleased with the way these guys, you know, next man up mentality? These guys coming in and, and getting it
5: done for
7: you. Yeah. Well, it's you know, everybody's got a role, and and when their numbers called, you know, hopefully they'll come through for us. But um, these guys work hard. They all do, and. But certainly it's, you know, good to see some of the young guys and, you know, even uh, schooler Mitchell in the kicking game. And, you know, obviously the guys that scored the touchdowns, and intercept the passes, like they're easy to spot. Um, and Zappi had some, you know, contributions a little bit earlier in the year when he played. But, uh, yeah, but it really, it's, you know, just it takes everybody. And, um, you know, I thought we, we kind of had that tonight. We had everybody pulling tonight. Yeah, no. Well, it's yeah, no, great. You know, they get an opportunity, and you know, they made some good big plays. We'll see if they can sustain it and show up. You know, week after week, and you know, people start looking for them. Could
9: you talk about the uh, fumble return by McMillan and that had to be a key play of this
7: game? Yeah, no question. Yeah, um, you know, Dugger made a you know good tackle, and knocked the ball off Hop, and you know, Hop beat us so many times, um, but it was. You know, a heads-up play by Millen on a good scoop and score. You know, shows athleticism and speed to get into the end zone. So um, that was a huge play, obviously.
10: So the shorter passing game tonight, was that more because of some of the wide receiver injuries that you had or more um, game plan specific with what Arizona was doing defensively?
7: I do mean, We hit Hunter on a couple seams. seams. Um, yeah, oops. Depends on what the pattern was that we had called and and what the coverage was. And and I thought Mac made a lot of good decisions. Um, You know, we got hit on the deep ball. That was the interception. So, yeah, I don't know.
4: Defensively,
9: um, how encouraged are you with how opportunistic
7: the defense has been? I mean, a couple big stops here today, a couple fourth down stops. Um. You know, we had a couple of big plays for us, you know, uh, hit McCoy, gave the interception to uh, Jones, and uh, you know, were able to hit the quarterback, but of course that comes from getting ahead and, and uh, you know, playing from ahead and, you know, became a passing game in the second half, so, but it was, you know, our defenses, um, I thought they did a pretty good job tonight, you know, they had, again, a lot of firepower and, you know, they, Arizona moved the ball, but fortunately we got a couple red area stops and, and, um. You know, didn't give much in the second half, so it was good.
8: The fourth down, too, the fourth down play, you
9: Yeah. Guys one of five, I think, that were on fourth down. That's been an area of general strength this season
3: for you, that's what you said.
7: Yeah, I think statistically it has, but, you know, the important thing was this week, a couple of those were longer yardage, but the, mm-hmm. you know, to Vi tip tipping a pass on fourth and one, two, whatever it was, I mean, obviously that was, you know, it was a big play for us. Probably got probably got a break on Brown's play where he dropped it.
10: Obviously, it's it's a more win standings-wise, but maybe in terms of morale, how helpful might this be for the team? It's
7: always good to win, so we practice for. Your final
9: question.
4: Okay. All right. Thank you. Well, it was a briefer than expected in victory, slightly, dare I say, Andy, uh, my adjective of choice tonight understated Bill Belichick in victory uh, against the Cardinals. The first adjective that comes to mind for you would be? Uh, There were undertones of defensive, I thought, Um, particularly
1: the question about the short passing game. Mm -hmm. I mean, we hit Hunter down the seam, a couple of those, and then Bill realized, uh uh-oh, that's all I got. (laughs) Yeah, he he wanted to listen.
4: Yeah, which other long passes are we talking about, Coach?
1: Yeah, there weren't any. Um, so he got a little defensive there, and I give him credit for. um, Yeah, I give him credit for pointing out like the the Marquise Brown drop. It looked like we got fortunate there. Yeah, he dropped the ball. You're damn right. He looks
4: like you got fortunate there. It was a 35 yard dime by Colt McCoy floated on fourth and two or whatever it was. That just absolutely went through his hands down the back. He Aguilor's that one. No offense, Nelson Aguilar. will get later get to you later. I think he made the play of the game when actually a play didn't take place in the field, but please go on.
1: And um I wanted to ask you, are we yes. giving credit to Kyle Duggar for a forced fumble?
5: How's it going? How are you? Good. How, uh, how good to get out of there just with a win and kind of set the tone for the week. Yeah, I think um first off, just a little opening statement. Just want to send prayers to Coach Leach and his family. Um you know, he offered me a scholarship at Washington State and um, didn't ever meet him personally. I mean, I did, but it was on the phone. So just prayers to his family with everything going on. Um, but, yeah, I think the, the fans showed up today really well. Um, Patriot fans were, were here and were loud, and I think it actually really helped us to bring up the energy. And it's always good when um, the fans can, can have our back on a road game. So really good to see that. And um, we came here to win, and, and that was the important part. So come out with the win However, we had to do it, and I think it was a team win. Um, and we're going to watch the film and get better.
1: How important was the swing at the end uh, in the first half to get the, the field goal then come out and get another one and then your defense helped take over? How important was that swing, a little complimentary football there to end
5: the half and the beginning yeah, of the third? Yeah, I think um, you know we had the one little fumble deal there, just w- learn from that and um, fortunate to get on it and, and be able to kick the field goal. So, And then we get the ball back, right, and... Um, at half. So just trying to play good football, like you said, um, you know, the defense obviously scored a touchdown for us, which was huge to kind of give us that lead there. And um, uh, yeah, we want to score more points. So we'll watch the tape and see what we can do better as always. And um, biggest thing is get the win, right? That's all we came here for. And every day you have to, to fight to win. So that's what we're, we're going to do.
0: Well,
8: all of a sudden, you him and just
0: to
5: him. Yeah, I think Hunter and Johnu have done a great job for us in the tight end room. And um, Hunter just has a great feel for the game. He just wants to help the team any way he can. And um, same thing with Johnu. So love those guys. And um, you going to continue to grow, hopefully, their roles and all that. And when they're on the field together, they're really good. So um, definitely want to expand on that and, and do those things. Yeah, uh, and Kevin and, and yeah, it was a little bit of a hectic, you know, injury game for us, but can't control those things. And um, obviously, Mondre went down. He's one of our best players. So those guys stepped up. And obviously, with Damian out, they had to step up. And the thing I told him was, for Kevin, you know, it's just like SEC football. So go out there and do your thing. Um, and you've, you've played against really good teams, and that's what it is. And Pierre is the same thing. Um, a young guy, but he's really fast, uses, uses his speed well. So... They did a great job and they're going to have to step up again and Marcus and everybody. So the rookies definitely did a great job and super proud of them and they just want to help the team win. So that's what we're trying to do. I think
6: you have to wipe the smiles off their faces
3: in the locker room just a few minutes ago.
5: They were both to, Yeah. Kind of what's that feeling like to see that, the resiliency, the yeah. exuberance from the offense? Yeah, it's great. I think um, that's what we wanted to do is try and win the game however we had to do it. And those guys made some great plays. The offense line gave them the big holes and... Um, the receivers got the blocks on the, you know, outside. So that's kind of how we want to play offensive football in the run game. And got to watch the film and see what we can do better. But that's a good defense to, to blitz a lot from different places and try and confuse you. And you just got to stick to your rules and, and go. So um proud of those guys.
11: On the TV broadcast, it showed that sometimes you were physically frustrated. But then it also showed that you were hugging not Patricia at one point. Why was that important for you? And then are you, are you frustrated with this offense?
5: No. Um, I think... The biggest thing for me is not letting it affect my play and bringing the best out of my guys. So today, I thought we all did a good job with trying to play the next play, play the next series, and um, Matty P did a great job. He's trying to call the game so that we can win, and sometimes it might be this thing that people don't know about, like the quick passes for whatever reason, and that's our game plan. So we knew that's what we had to do to win, and he called a great game and um, stayed calm. Matty P is a very calm person, very stoic and. Um, we're just going to continue to grow together and, and do what we can to win games. Last
11: question.
8: Uh, Marcus's role on offense has kind of expanded. You
5: guys used them as kind of like a, a decoy at, at times. Sorry, Jude, i making me yeah, laugh. I, <laughs> happened, uh, rather, I like the outfit, though. He got me. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was kind of a decoy at times tonight. It seemed a little bit like they were you know,
8: kind of converging on him as open things up.
5: And, yeah, I you know, think, yeah, I think it's cool to have him help any way he can. I mean, the kid's on – Special teams He's hitting people on defense and covering really good receivers and then coming over and running full speed on motions and running routes, so um, just really great leadership from him. You know, not a vocal guy, and he's a young guy, but to show that he is going to give it 100% no matter what his role is is pretty cool, so I felt like we did that tonight, and um, we're definitely going to expand on that, and you know, the guys that want to be out there and and play hard, they're going to be out there, so I feel like we have a good group. Thank you, Matt. Cool, thanks. Up
4: oh, Mac, oh, Mac Jones, Jones. Is up I'll answer that in a minute. That was Patriots quarterback Mac Jones who got cracked up there by Matt Judon. I was able to see uh watching the post game uh Judon. He who by the way was uh dare I say covered in drip? Uh was he dripping before the game, Andy? He had the swag going on with that outfit. Uh cracked up Mac Jones in the post game. Did you see his outfit before the game?
1: Yeah, I did. And I uh, loved it not only could i never wear it i'm I'm not even capable of describing it i don't i don't really...
4: even i don't know how to either without sounding like i'm completely out of nope. tune or like i shop at a place called boomers
1: yeah no i <laughs> i mean good for him but mm-hmm. yep i'm just left speechless by that type of outfit
4: yeah mac jones comes up nice little uh little button down little suit looks like he's you know like uh you know enjoying like uh about to head to you know happy hour drinks after uh a biz cash meeting for a little while. Like that's what we expect out of Mac Jones as well. Well, Nice job by him also to start off by offering prayers up for now a former Washington state coach. Now current Mississippi state Bulldogs football coach, Mike Leach, who apparently suffered a severe heart attack over the weekend. And unfortunately during the football game tonight, RIP Mike Leach was trending erroneously as was refuted by one and many people with knowledge of the situation uh, mike leach is a great football coach um a very funny man as well an interesting person and uh it was great to hear mac jones start the start his presser off that way this one was also kept pretty brief i thought uh yeah Stacey james got to this one it, it's they're almost doing this andy like it's sort of like all right i know we got to do all this but guys we got to get some sleep we got to fly to vegas tonight so if we could just do our little slap and tickle song and dance and get it over with that'd be great
1: yeah are they even flying
4: to vegas uh, I think so. I th- oh,
1: I thought they were working out in Arizona.
4: Uh they were at probably,
1: Arizona University of Arizona with Jed Fish.
4: Eh the old pal just see uh, according to it's a 4 hour it's 300 miles as the crow flies. 300 miles.
1: So uh, they are going to Vegas tonight.
4: Eh, I don't know I don't know if they're going to go tonight as well. Maybe they'll stay and work in uh work out in Arizona and then yeah, I thought uh, that's what they were there, doing. out there, they avoid the extra travel. They avoid the big storm that is going to hit the Midwest and the Northeast later on in the week. So, classic Patriots plan as well. I, I do want to play, and I'm not sure if we have to catch a break right this second, but I do want to play. These were Mac Jones. like He was a little more reserved. Um, we obviously saw that moment during the game. It, it was no, uh, you know, throw the effing ball, the effing quick game sucks, like he said in the Amazon broadcast and the defeat to the Bills uh, now just less than two weeks ago. No, he shortened moment, it to just the F-bomb. Yeah, today it was just an <laughs> F-bomb, and he just waved off Matt. Like a lot right. of people were talking about how proud they were of Mac Jones, that he waved off Matt Patricia and was like, all right, enough of you, Like, I'll, I'll call my own plays. Um, <laughs> hopefully not more like that god-awful handoff that almost ruined the Nick Volk field goal at the end of the first half. But here was Mac Jones on ESPN Terp, if you have this. This was him answering the question about his visible frustration in the game uh, coming right off the field after the Patriots won.
5: We see the frustration, the emotion, the sparks,
2: and we think, uh-oh, something's wrong. But you say it's just competition and that it actually can have a positive impact. How so?
5: Yeah, I think um, at the end of the day, this is a an emotional game. And I think everybody feeds off emotion, and at times, we're, we're too flat. and. That's what I try to do—is motivate my guys, and they responded really well. The defense, everybody. So, shout out to everybody on our team for responding, and we got to get to work. We got to finish,
4: get ready for next week against a good team. See, he sounds completely different there. Like he sounds a little Now, granted, he just finished the game. He's on field, national TV network. The fans are screaming and cheering for him out there. So, different energy. But like the Mac Jones that either is on WeeI. Or on the podium following Belichick, like the faint whiff of genius still in the air, Stacy James to his side, like completely different, completely different.
1: I didn't even know that was him. Like if you had just played that audio and not told me who it was, mm-hmm. I would not have said Mac Jones. Uh, th- that voice, said? I've not heard that voice from Mac Jones, that, that tone from Mac Jones. You're, you're 100% right. That's interesting. That's really interesting because that yeah. is, there's more energy in that. And I uh-huh. understand he's still on the field. But, yeah, he then takes it, bump, 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 lowers it, like, three, na- yeah, like I've said in the past, and will continue to say, like, that was that's you know what really is? interesting. It's,
4: Andy, you know what it is? It's like, uh, like, if your friend is a, you know, a real smart talker or, like, super cocksure, confident, whatever, and he come, you know, like, he's always just like, whatever, dude, come on, let's go out later, let's do this, whatever, like, she's into you, like, all, all the chicks dig me or whatever, then he comes over to your house for dinner later and is like, Yes, Mrs. Hart. No, Mrs. Hart. Right. Of course. Right. You know. You know what I mean? Yep.
1: Yeah. No. That, that's um. That's a good pickup by you. The the very very different tone.
4: Totally on the field. different. I want more of that, Mac Jones, on the field, and less of the. Yeah, you know. well, we just got to do like. No, talk yeah. about the fact that, like it's football's emotional. I got to motivate my guys. This is my squad. Let's ride. Let's do this. Blank.
1: Yeah. yeah. Now it makes me. It. I've always known it's a little bit fake that he's trying to say the right thing, but. Even the tone and the delivery is kind of fake. You know, it's really none of that is really him.
4: That's interesting. Good pickup, Fitzy. Thanks, buddy. Grace and Paul, Marty, Rick, everybody holding on right now. I'm going to get to you as soon as we come back in just a minute's time. we got to pay the bills, and we'll be back right here. Fitzy Hart, you, Six Rings Post Game Show, 617-779-7937, with you till 2 a.m. here on WEI.
3: Thousands of families affected by Hurricane Ian urgently need your support. Help the American Red Cross provide meals and shelter to these families. Donate today to Hurricane Ian by going to redcross.org or calling 1-800-RED-CROSS. Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing, together millions of things for our planet. This holiday season, invest in some LED Christmas lights. LEDs last years longer than regular lights, which means less electronic waste over time. Also, LED Christmas lights are far more energy efficient, wasting less energy as heat, which means a smaller electric bill. And be sure to recycle old Christmas lights at appropriate e-waste facilities. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a hundred things, a thousand things, a million things for our planet. What's your one thing?
4: One
12: eight seven seven cars for kids. K A R S cards for kids. One eight kids donate your car today 1877 cars for kids k a r s cars for kids 1877 cars for kids donate your car
1: today donate your car today at carsforkids.org that's cars with a k your car running or not can be picked up as soon as the next day you'll
6: get a maximum 2022 tax deduction and a vacation voucher
12: one eight seven seven cars for kids A A R S cars for kids one eight seven seven cars for kids donate your car today
11: it's your last chance to donate for 2022
6: is leg or back pain from your spinal stenosis impacting your ability to stand or walk have steroid injections stop working the solution to your pain relief may be the mild procedure the minimally invasive mild is ideal for spinal stenosis patients as you're in and out in just a few hours with light sedation With 20 years of experience, Dr. Mostofi of New England Spine Care is Boston's expert in performing the mild procedure. If you need spinal stenosis relief, please visit nespinecare.com. At New England Spine Care, we've got your back.
3: It's party time. This holiday season, let Shaw's and Star Market take care of the food at your holiday
4: gatherings while you take care of your guests. Pick up a Shaw's or Star Market deli meats, cheese, produce, seafood, or bakery platter. Easily order any of their party trays in store with one of their helpful team members. Or order online at Shaws.com slash order ahead or starmarket.com slash order ahead. When it comes to finding the perfect menu for your holiday party, think of Shaw's and Star Market. Shaw's and Star Market, perfecting the art of fresh.
11: Thank you to all of the business owners who kept people employed during the pandemic. For all you've done, you may be eligible to claim the Employee Retention Tax Credit, a payroll tax refund from the United States Treasury Department, applicable to businesses who kept employees on payroll during the pandemic. The window is closing to claim your refund. Contact Paychex to see if you qualify. Paychex is proud to have helped more than 45,000 businesses secure over $9.2 billion in ERTC claims, an average of $190,000 per business. 50 years and thousands of experts in HR, payroll, benefits, and insurance. You may be eligible to claim the Employee Retention Tax Credit, a payroll tax refund from the United States Treasury Department, applicable to businesses who kept employees on payroll during the pandemic. The window is closing to claim your refund. Contact Paychex to see if you qualify. Visit Paychex.com ERTC to find out how Paychex can help you get additional cash into your business. Paychex.com ERTC. Paychecks.com slash ERTC. One
12: eight seven seven cards for kids. K-A-R-S, cards for kids. One eight seven seven cards for kids. Donate your car today. One eight seven seven cards for kids. K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids. one cars for kids Donate your car today.
1: Donate your car today at carsforkids.org. That's cars with a K.
6: Your car, running or not, can be picked up as soon as the next day. You'll get a maximum 2022 tax deduction and a vacation voucher. one
12: cars for kids a A R S cars for kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today.
11: Hurry, it's your last chance to donate for 2022.
3: Give the perfect gift this year. 99 restaurant gift cards. They're the perfect gift for everyone on your list. And for every twenty five dollars you purchase, receive a five dollar bonus card for yourself. Call ahead for curbside pickup. but 99, always the real deal. Now, back to the Six Rings Post Game Show on WEEI.
4: Back to the phones Staying we go here on the Six Rings Post Game Show. Let's hear from you, the people that power Patriots Nation. I got Grayson all the way down in South Carolina. He would like to talk about this particular West Coast trip for your New England Patriots. What's up, Grayson? What's going on guys? How y'all doing? How you doing tonight, Pal? Good. Thanks for calling in. I'm good. I mean, it's
9: finals week here in Clemson, so this Patriots game was all about what I was looking forward to today. But um kind of thinking about this this little West Coast trip they got here. I was thinking on my way to like just a macro final dreading it. Going, man, this this kind of feels a little bit like a deja vu type of thing from 2020 cuz these teams oh good. Uh, these teams could not be more different in terms of roster and just makeup, but in terms of record and just kind of where they're headed, that 2020 team is kind of hanging on to the playoff race. They're hunting around. They got the Chargers and the Rams on Sunday, and they're talking about staying on the West Coast. And I was thinking, okay, this, this Arizona Cardinals, when you need to get that tonight, obviously, to get back in the playoffs, but this could be a kind of a run for New England here where you got Tennessee, you got Miami, you got Buffalo to wrap up the season. A West Coast trip where you go 2-0, kind of jubilate the team could you guys see potentially this this run where they go two and oh they take care of business against a raiders team that i feel is kind of just deflated after that baker mayfield thursday night game could you see this team kind of go okay we got something here there's a little juice to it as they face joe burrow on christmas eve
4: appreciate the call grace and thanks much and good luck on uh good luck on those exams as well clemson great area there's no p in there andy but definitely pronounced as well um Hmm. Could two wins on the West Coast trip create the necessary momentum for the Patriots to be able to go on a run, beat the Benz Gals on Christmas Eve, and make a playoff run? Uh, you, I, I look at it this way. This this road trip is dissimilar to me from the 2020 road trip. First off, you beat the Chargers, or the Patriots beat the Chargers 45 nothing, in one of the weirdest yet roundest whippings the team ever delivered an opponent as long as I can remember, and definitely during the Belichick era and then turned around Thursday night and got their ass handed to them by the L.A. Rams in a thoroughly lopsided affair. I don't see any of these games being nearly as as lopsided, for number one. And number two, different squads, different times. But number two, they can win Sunday and, and walk into the Christmas Eve affair with the Bengals with all the confidence that they want Grayson and anyone else listening right now. But I don't think that that's going to necessarily help carry over and beat a team that has some of the best receivers, best backs, and a guy playing quarterback so well now that he's gone from a 500 record back into the MVP conversation.
1: And they can have as much confidence as they want because of two wins on the West Coast. They won't have more confidence than Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. It's not possible, right? So at best, you're trying to match the confidence of the opposition. And, oh, by the way, the talent of the opposition. Um, And I also... We can get into this later, maybe, and, and certainly as as the week goes on in the Six Rings podcast. But the Raiders game to me is different because of Josh McDaniels. Like mm-hmm. this isn't. There's some truth that the Raiders are having a disappointing season, and that was a disappointing, maybe demoralizing loss.
4: I'd go with the latter of the two D words, yeah.
1: But the the familiarity and the Josh McDaniels, Bill Belichick, Mac Jones, like there's a lot of layers to this that I don't think make it um, I, I don't think it's a layup I do not think the trip to Las Vegas is a layup by any means first of all I don't think the Patriots are good enough to pencil in layups against anybody and then as I said the layer that Josh McDaniel's familiarity Belichick has had issues with assistant coaches or former players and a lot of those people have had a lot of success winning games against him so I think there's some some differences in this matchup
4: as far as Cliff Kingsbury being a former player, now head coach in the NFL, and Bill Belichick having a blind spot there, there was nothing Cliff Kingsbury could have done tonight with his players. You know, Cardinals, the injury to Kyler Murray, which very well could be season-ending for him, it certainly was evening-ending there in the first quarter, just a couple of plays in for the Cardinals. But when you've got people making mistakes like DeAndre Hopkins deciding to try to make a play with the ball, and not just holding it like a loaf of bread, but like, one handing it wide open out in space, just begging for someone to swat it out of his hands, which was done by Dugger, I believe, yeah. which led to the scoop and I'm score. Not by Not sure Reed he actually.
1: That's what I wanted to circle back around. Awful. Are we
4: really giving him
1: credit for a forced fumble? Because I thought it just popped out of Hopkins' out. hands. Yeah, like it. I don't know what you're doing. You're like I know a lot of these great athletes do that. They run with the ball like that. The Dion Sanders too hard. or who, but put the i mean Walter Payton did it right they mm-hmm. some of the greatest of all time do that but put the ball if he puts the ball away there this game may play out differently that changed yeah. the whole tenor of the
4: game yeah the hollywood like like cliff kingsbury had anything to do with the hollywood brown drop i mean like that's a game changer right there like he catches that ball that drive yep. is alive maybe the cardinals get the score instead they turn the ball back over the pats the pats drive down they get some points uh I don't think it was it had nothing to do with Kingsbury. I thought Colt McCoy made the right read. Uh he just didn't make the right throw or at least didn't throw it well enough on that Jelani Tavai tip. Oh uh, uh, yeah, that and, was a
1: terrible pass.
4: You got to complete that. Like you can't allow you gotta him to You got to get it get over the linebacker's yeah. reach cuz the guy's open. And also like risk like do you take the 3 there if you're Arizona just to try to put some points up on the Patriots because you missed the field goal earlier. Prater misses from 51, I believe. Uh, but then you're dri- you only punt once in the first half. You're driving, you're driving. You have a chance to put up more points. You could have made it a two-score game. Prater's got got a big leg. That would have been another 51-yarder. But instead, they go for it. They get greedy. I, mean, I guess I won't call it greedy. Somewhere, Brandon Staley's like, "Yo, they definitely made the right call." But <laughs> right. he makes the ro- bad throw. Tavai leaps up, makes a big play, and you know, like as Bill Belichick mentioned in his presser, plays like that are difference makers. When it's that nip and tuck for a while amongst two, you know, mediocre teams.
1: Yeah, no question. And I, I said this when we started. Like, in the end, the Cardinals just made a few mistakes to give it away, and the Patriots mm-hmm. made a few key plays to to take it, to to take that ball literally and run with it, as Raekwon McMillan did and some of the other opportunities that they, they took advantage of. So I, I give the Patriots full credit for the victory, but, you know, to compare this to – That Chargers win where Justin Herbert was kind of coming into his own. And, well, I mean, you just beat Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy, who does like a college football podcast in his spare time. He's barely still in the NFL. Um, He actually played pretty well. You know, he's
4: a a decent backup. He's
1: better than the Sam
4: Bradfords and the other barons of the world who made money but stunk at quarterback. But as you
1: said, you added his name to the list of the Jacoby Brissetts and Zach Wilsons and Sam Ellingers
4: and the quarterbacks that you've beaten this year. Jared, ja, ja, when Jared Goff is the best quarterback you've beaten all year, Eesh. Although that yeah. win, that win is actually looking a little betterish now, considering the Lions might be streaking towards a wild card. And that Goal loss is looking. All worse. right, Paul's in Rhode Island, Andy. Uh, he'll take the win, but he's not so sure about some, this next Sunday. How, Paul. All right, thank you for taking my call. I appreciate your
6: your, your crew. Listen, let's not make it simple. You know very well that the Patriots division is very tough. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let's not be extra, what do you call it? Um, anyway, listen, <laughs> the Lions and the Patriots are going to make the wild card. That's it. Only because there's no challenge anywhere. The NFL product is unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Okay? And there's no way there's no way that the the Patriots are not in in
4: the, in challenge with the Lions. Let me tell you something. Yes. Paul, thank you very much I for. I don't the know. Call.
8: I think I was on like my uh cat bear.
4: Thank you very much for the call, Paul. I appreciate that. Uh, what the hell was that? I don't know. I don't know where I am. Did we? Is um? Could you just check outside, Andy, and make sure this is still Earth? I
1: believe it is still Earth. Yes, but um, <laughs> I'm not know. so we sure that the Paul is on it. That was uh. Well, the so did he just guarantee that the Lions and the Patriots are making the playoffs? He
4: did. We had our first right there. Uh, book bookmark that audio, Turp. Uh Twelve thirty-eight tonight. Paul from Rhode Island just guaranteed. That's that a... the Patriots and the Lions are both going to make the playoffs because they're in competition. Uh And what else did he say? Uh, I don't, I don't know, know,
1: but that's a parlay partay. Patriots wow. and Lions guaranteed
4: to make the playoffs? How about that? How about that? Cody in Chicago, you got a lot to live up to after that call, my friend. Hello, Cody. I
1: don't, I don't think you did it.
4: Cody. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. I put
10: the phone down. How's it going, guys?
4: Good. All right, friend? Thanks. Welcome to the Six Rings postgame show.
10: Yeah, thank you. Absolutely, yeah. I, I don't know if you guys just saw the emotional control Mac just showed um, as he was losing his mind throughout that game.
4: Uh, yeah, no, we definitely saw the, we definitely saw Mac get his composure together. We saw how fired up he was, or at least how emotional uh, and excited he was about getting the win and getting his guys on the same page and steering the, rowing the boat in the right direction on field after the game. But then it was the Typically, Jameer and understated Mac Jones on the podium afterward.
10: No, yeah, he he was losing his mind during the game. Mm-hmm. Just yep, like another a, nationally televised bomb yep. that we've you know we've we've been known to see. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think Mac Jones showing the emotion, waving Pat, you know Matt Patricia off the sideline. I think this is the time Mac he's, he's turned it around.
1: Oh, so this was the day he became the man.
10: Well, you know, it's he had the injury earlier in the year. He's turned it around now. He's come back. He's rehabilitated. He's got the fans back. I don't know if you guys, you know, been following Twitter, following Facebook. Mm-hmm. A lot of comments sent out about Mac Jones.
1: Yeah, I'm not of... sure he has all the fans back. I, I think he has.
4: He's the majority. Reeled, he's reeled. I think it's still close to 50 50. Quite honestly, um, that's very a couple unofficial. percentage points back in his way. More some converts. I still think there are the Zappy Hour people, but. They're not as vocal right now, Cody. See, That's I don't think it's a, me.
1: <laughs> I don't think it's a Mac Zappy thing anymore. Now it's just it's a Mac versus Mac thing. Like, is Mac the, good the, enough? The
10: Zappy comments are great. They're they're always kind of out in the distance. Hey, Zappy hours, Z- like they're not even watching the game. They just love posting right. that.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they're stuck in in like week five. But um,
10: no, Mac, he he showed the emotion. He was fired up, waving Matt Patricia off, wins the game. This is the turning point right here.
4: Okay, I'll take your word for it. I hope you're right. I'm not. Thank you, sold, Cody. But we appreciate the call. Right. They're at two in a row, Andy. Now we had uh, we had one a caller a few minutes ago say that the Patriots were not going to possibly win the second leg of um, well, well, actually, I'd say we had a caller on hold, but then he dipped off. But his call was all about the Patriots did okay tonight, but they were no way going to win the next leg of the trip. Then we get Paul guaranteeing the Patriots and the Lions are going to make the postseason. And now we've got Cody in Chicago saying that the season has been turned around thanks to Mac, his control of his emotions and the fire that he displayed (laughs) on field, and his accuracy in the quarterback position tonight. Do we? Did he control his emotions? Not really. I mean, like he got he got a hold of him. I should say. Excuse me,
1: kind of, and he had help. You know what makes it easier to get a hold of your emotions when you're Drugs. celebrating Raekwon McMillan dancing in the end zone, right? Yeah. Like yeah, when, when there's a scooping score. Strips. When your yeah. linebacker you know, takes a, a score. You didn't have and to and do score. anything. You didn't have to do anything. Like, Nothing. So I think that makes it easier. That took some of the stress out, and he comes over, and they had that little moment where he kind of half-hugged uh, Patricia on the sideline, but there's still plenty of frustration. Now, he, he said no post-game. You heard that, right? Mm-hmm. He was asked specifically. If he's frustrated with the offense, he said, No, I don't believe him. He's very I say much a liar, is. liar,
4: pants on fire as well.
1: <laughs> right. A hundred percent. Um, but he's he's still working through it. I do think I'm not as optimistic that he has flat out turned the corner, but the guy that was broken about a month and a half ago, um, he's come a long way since then on the field in terms of taking care of the football, but also I think in terms of just managing everything that's going on. Like it's a tough season. It's been a tough year for him to run this offense. Mm-hmm. It's been a tough year for the team. They're not winning as much as they want, they, whatever their expectations were. Um, I do think he's doing a better job of managing the totality of his world right now.
4: 617 779 is the number. If you would like to join the Six Rings postgame show, talking Pat's cards, Mac Jones, and more. We will get to, of course, Andy Hart's thumbs-up, thumbs-down as we progress through the postgame show, the player of the game, and so much more. You got Fitzy, you got Hart. We're on WEEI, and we got you till 2 a.m. on the Six Rings Postgame Show. Don't go anywhere. Breaking down the game
3: that was. This is the Six Rings Postgame Show. Here's Fitzy and Hart on WEEI.
4: I think the question on everyone's mind right now, Andy, is was Coach Bill Belichick reserved in his postgame presser, which only lasted a couple of minutes? Of course, this season we've heard him opine for double-digit minutes, uh, sometimes almost 15 minutes long in victory on a number of random topics. Was he saving up his energy to watch tomorrow what would be uh, 12 o'clock Mountain Time Argentina And Croatia in the World Cup semifinals, of course, Bill Belichick uh, of Croatian descent proudly displayed on his jacket and jersey time and again, a big big fan of the Croatian soccer team. Do you think that's the reason? Uh, Sure. Let's go with that.
1: That's a (laughs) realistic possibility. Or, or, or just just 70 and tired like the rest of us. Could be that too. Or maybe he didn't want to, you know, exactly do a victory lap jumping jacks when the other team's best player
4: went down on the third play of the game, and then they kind of gave you the game. And Just Colt saying. McCoy was the quarterback, and you had to beat another terrible quarterback, another very mediocre quarterback on the wall of mediocre quarterbacks that were, where you stash your victories on the 2022 season.
1: Because if you look at this game, like they weren't good on third down, again. Mm-hmm. They were 50-50 in the red zone. Pass pro was meh at best. Um, pass pro wasn't great. You still had Mac Jones and Matt Patricia not really being on the same page, kind of frustration going back and forth there. there was a nationally
4: televised F bomb from your quarterback.
1: Right. So there's your like, offensive coordinator. A lot of the issues are still kind of issues, and then you're adding more injuries. You're getting more uh, depleted by injuries as you move forward
4: here. So i um, not sure it was a uh, huge victory lap time for Bill Belichick. Probably tonight. probably so. I made a list of questions I wanted to ask you throughout the uh post-game show if you will. Some issues uh do you, you know, a, a veritable agenda, a a litany of things I want to see if you believe the Patriots addressed. I'm going to feed this one to you then take a call. I okay. saw this tweet a few minutes ago from Pats Pulpit. Complete the sentence. Watching the Patriots offense is like blank. I want you to think about that, Andy. Watching the Patriots mm. offense is like Blank as we take our next caller up in beautiful Manchester, New Hampshire. Joe wants to talk, Patriots. Joe, what do you think watching the Patriots offense is like? Joe, Hello, Joe.
8: what's going on, buddy?
4: Joe, how are you, kid? Welcome to the Six Rings Postgame Show,
8: dude. You're the man, by the way. I just want to, uh, it's the first time I ever called in, and uh, I'm so happy for you um with everything that you've uh, accomplished you're amazing dude i love listening to everything that you do It's the first thing i want to say uh watching the patriots offense um i mean it's, it's not to be cliche but it's just like watching kind of like the bad news bears for a little bit there um, but uh, i think they're gonna get better i think they're gonna i think they're gonna tighten up and uh i'm not just a uh I'm not just a super like I'm not just a hopeful person, but I think you nailed it earlier in the show when you were talking about the energy change in Mac um, there's something going on with him, and I think he's sick and tired of getting uh of just kind of being like <clears throat> nobody really knowing who he really is, you know what I mean and um and he and you know. To be, uh, to be fair, I mean, you're right. You know what I mean? The way he does his interviews and stuff like that is very lackluster and stuff like that. He doesn't really have that energy. But that's what we need for Mac. And, uh, and real quick, Fifty, if I could, I just yeah. want to say um, last year when the Patriots got outed in that playoff game, mm-hmm. the last couple minutes the camera panned over to the sideline and it was a blowout. And uh, and it, it just it maybe it was the wrong timing or whatever, but it just had it showed Mac Jones like smiling and laughing on the sideline. And I remember thinking to myself, what are you what are you smiling about, bro? And um, and like, that's not what Tom Brady would do. Now he's a rookie. He was going to the pro Bowl and all that. And like, I know, you know, it is what it is. But I remember thinking to myself, this might not be the guy. And um, and but I do believe that that everything that's kind of happened with him, I mean, he's definitely talented. I do believe that that he's going to have like an energy change type thing. He's going to just get more more focused, more dialed in. He's he's, he's young. He's kind of like, you know, he's, he's immature, not immature, but he's young. You know what I mean? So I think that's why he was kind of yucking it up and like he's like, yeah, it is what it is. But in New England, we really care about football for sure. And uh, having the you, best. You coach. bet
4: we do, Joe. We care about football. We care about winning. We care about our teams being competitive. We care about the efforts by the players and the teams, the coaches, all of them representing the hard work, the ethic, the time invested in in the teams as well. And I get what you're saying. And I get what you're saying there. Thank you for the compliment, and thank you for the call as well, Joe. Go Pats! But um, I think in a lot of ways, while maybe he was laughing awkwardly or just trying to lighten the mood, or Maybe they were just sort of left in awe at how poorly they played or especially how great Buffalo played against them last season, which has sort of continued this year, but there was just no way to prepare for or even describe, uh, ready yourself for that a- absolute door blowing off that they received by Buffalo in the wild card round, Andy. I know some of us look past the inevitable and some of us called it from miles away. It's okay. Some of us ignored it because we're we're fanboys and that's how we do. But let's not forget, number one, Mac Jones has showed a lot of fire this year. And maybe this maybe this is his growth year. Like, we've talked about, like, I, I kind of wouldn't mind exploring this a little bit more in the next hour. I, maybe this is his growth year, but it's come in a different way. Like, maybe he's just going to have to, like, you know, go through the trials of hell or just get injured and go through a bad play call or and have everyone doubt him. And he's going to have to, like, fight back against all of that this year and show personal and team-wide success in the face of all of this personal, uh, physical, and emotional adversity. And and in and, and answer to him laughing about that on the sidelines as well, totally get that point, Joe, but he did have for months this summer, uh, I believe it was, as was first pointed out by Sports Illustrated, perhaps, um, the picture of him walking off the field in black and white, Buffalo celebrating behind him, and he had like, almost in like a serial killer font 4717 scribbled on that photo. You remember that one Andy like he was hanging it there to remind himself as motivation that they got clobbered by Buffalo and they needed to scrape back? Yeah, they definitely did. I do you remember him laughing on the sideline cuz I don't. I, I I don't I don't either, but that's weird that that memory would stick out for someone like Joe who sounds like he misses as many Patriots games as us and that would be zero. Yeah, no,
1: I just I don't recall it cuz the it's funny he brought it up. Because after the um, botched exchange with Harris tonight, mm-hmm. there was a camera angle that looked like Mac was smiling on the sideline. And even um, somebody texted me it was like, "Was Mac just smiling after they fumbled
4: an exchange on the field?" He so, sat down, I saw I saw him sat down on the, sit down on the bench. Yes, he did have a little bit of a smile on his face. Was that was? Do you think that was a? I can't believe we botched the handoff on the RPO. I or, mean I can't believe Matty just whistled that play in
1: it, it's always dangerous to try to you know assess these things from afar and, and put mm-hmm. meaning upon them but I thought that was interesting that and again it could have been could have been anything he could have been smiling that they didn't you know give the ball away or whatever like
4: i it could be a million things um but, laughing at the nerve with nervous energy over the fact yes. that they almost just blew a certain field goal after it looked like Arizona was going to score, but then the Tavai tip and a, a nice little drive by the Pats. Right.
1: So, um, but it's interesting. I didn't recall because I feel like that would have been a bigger deal. Don't you think that would have been a big deal last January if um, Mac Jones was you know yucking it up on
4: the sidelines in a forty-seven to seventeen playoff loss? What if I told you most New Englanders probably weren't even awake to see the end of that game because everyone shut it off when it was like 30 or 33 to 14 or 40 to 14? It's
1: a possibility, but I I just would have thought in the the mass media market that is Boston with multiple uh, radio stations and television stations and podcasts and columnists, Mm -hmm. somebody would have shredded him for it. So I'm not sure I buy it. I
4: don't remember that either. Granted, I was pretty numb by that point and that was not beverage based. It was just numb or dumb. What? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, a resting state of dumb, but mostly numb at that point <laughs> over the fact that it was just such an absolute, like as lopsided a Patriots game as I can remember, especially one where the stakes were pretty high, considering that it was a, a playoff game. The first one in the post Tom Brady era as well. Um, I'd like to get a little bit more into that. Mac Jones. Uh, Do we think he's making progress and you know, what should, what could we possibly see as progress for Mac Jones this season? Plus We have to address the did Bill Belichick coach for his life rumor uh, allegation and uh, hot take that was circulating around Pats Nation earlier this week from Greg Bedard and more. And I need you to answer that question, Andy. And if anyone else wants to call in and tell us what they think watching the Patriots offense is like, feel free. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number. It's Fitz and Hart on the Six Rings Post Game Show here on WEI with you until 2 a.m.